Brothers and sisters on the Wake Up Radio family, this is the appeal, aka Walker's appeal. I am the one and only Oz Bryan, and my I'm Bob. <laughs> and my co-host Bob Williams. You right, bro? <laughs> he fell. Somebody, did your puppy die? Somebody no, puppy? no. Just... Somebody killed your puppy. Metal plates acting up. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Sister Cindy Ashby, uh, uh, the engineer, <laughs> extraordinaire, and producer. Um, if you want to call in, that, that call in number is 844-818-4433. And don't forget to go check us out at OTW2, that's on the wake up, tube, like YouTube, <laughs> dot com. Um, dot com. Yeah, man. Uh, how's your week been, brother? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a hectic, uh, hectic week on my side. Um, yeah. You know, as all as they all are. You know, I guess that's good though. I guess that's good. Yeah. Because it's good. Yeah. But we got a, a a great show lined up for you uh, today. Um, you know, we always function in the spirit of staying hopeful. That's right. <laughs> you got to look back in order to move forward. Uh, if you understand your history, you understand your future. Um, uh, first, we want to say uh, happy birthday to the, the, late, the late, great Gwyneth. Uh, uh, Gwendolyn. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tripping over my words today. The late, great Gwendolyn Brooks. Um, great poet. Uh, also was a mentor, a mentor to a lot of the other great young writers coming out of Chicago at the time. Uh, kind of like uh, Haki Mahabusi, uh, for those of you who may be familiar with Haki Mahabusi. He was uh, mentored uh, by Wendelin Brooks, uh, uh, putting adding color uh, to, to, to black lives. Uh, we want to remember today, uh, we lost, uh, I say R.I.M., rest in me, uh, Marcus Garvey, uh, Jack Johnson, and Mega Evans. We lost them all uh, this week. Uh, of course, not this week, but we remember losing them this week. Uh, Marcus Garvey, of course, died in London. Um, you know, we, we were talking last week about this, the ethnic thing and how... You know, uh, Garvey, though he was from Jamaica, um, didn't function as a Jamaican, meaning um, 
he organized as a black man. And the, the idea was uh, not repatriate back to Jamaica, but to Africa, understanding mm-hmm. our, our shared heritage and our shared lineage. That a, a pan-Africanist movement uh, in anywhere where there's black folks. But there's something unique about this place called America. Where it's well, easier. I think it's hard. It don't be hard anyway. Not a, a nation or a country. There's many ethnicities, there's many tribes, there's many cultures. That's no, why pan Africanism's hard. You can't get an identity just based on continent. Every culture, every real that has any true fiber binding it together has to have a common goal, has to have something true. that truly what... binds together. I got niggas the short end of the stick everywhere on God's green earth. Whether you're in the UK, they got a Black Lives in London, they got a Black Lives Matter movement. Whether you're in the Netherlands, you got a Black Lives Matter movement. They got a Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> everywhere. Naomi Osaka in Japan. They got a Black Lives Matter. So that's the, the shared the shared experience, the shared struggle that goes through your uh, slavery. Colonialism, uh, colonialism—that's the shared identity. That's the shared struggle that unites it all. But that's not it's, what people be, live in. That—that that is not, not where people. That is not where people live or want to live their day to day. You can't unite everyone. You can't, but you can't unite people from Ghana with someone from London based solely but on they, that, because even their experience of racism will be different. My point is, but a, they yeah. haven't. They did. Not, there's a lot of there's a lot of Ghanaians in London. <laughs> great, <laughs> right? great. But what have they? What can a Gambian in London really have in common with the rest of the black people on the planet? They're all forced to speak English and lose their name. That is not tenable. Well, when you, That's when the problem with African. Can't make that a global effort. If you, is pan-Africanism. You'll way. never get anywhere because you're not telling a direction to go. Yeah. So tell your GPS call. It was called to start your own nation and rebuild the continent of Africa as Where? your own. Africa Where are you Africa going to start your own nation in Africa? It's already it's full of nations. It's the entire country. It's the entire continent. is yours. So right now, right off the bat, so right off the bat, your first act is going to be fighting other Africans? You'll have to fight them. Didn't ask Africa anything. Group <laughs> conquered Africa. So now you're asking a bunch of people to restructure continent under the eye of another continent full of mixed mofos. That shit is so untenable. It doesn't work as a global move. It's the same, and it did work. Uh, there's a reason why the red, black, and green flag that we fly, that Gari flied, is the same red, black, and green as the flag of Libya. It's a flag mm-hmm. of many African nations. There's a shared philosophy. Those those folks, uh, Thomas Sankara, uh, 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 Kwame Nkrumah, uh, to, uh, Sekou Touré. Do any of those nations vote as a block? When huh? it comes to the United, when it comes to the United Nations, do any of those nations vote as a block? Yes, it's called African Union. Yes, they do. And what have they achieved? What have they achieved? The, the the organization for African for the the organization of African unity, which mm-hmm. is now the African Union. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do vote as a block. 
it can be done. But you have to have the right mindset. And do every does every Jew think alike? Absolutely not. But you just have to have the right ones at the right time in order to bring it all together. Right? That's all. It's not impossible. Damn. We, we, we also want <laughs> we a number. Need, we need more than yeah. just a helpful sign, bro. That worrying about trying to unite people from all over the planet on a non-specific goal to a non-specific destination will never bring the kind of liberation for anyone that you're talking about and that people hope for it's called Israel. need. All the, same, all the same way that Israel was created. Israel was built... The Boulder same Dash. That is freaking Boulder Dash. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Israel was created because a bunch of people felt bad and needed some place to go. And so they took and it put their mistake. The people who are living... Stop! Dude, the people who are living in Israel aren't the people who founded Israel. They were literally gifted that so that the rest of the world who screwed that up could try and wash their hands of it. How do you get something that's not yours? I'm going to go give you the book and Guns. Give you the book and Fucking guns. That's how. How do you give something that isn't yours? You're, you're doing the same thing that drives me crazy in the meetings when people talk about in a utopia. When you don't function in a utopia, stop thinking like that or your plans will never get off the ground. That's how they gave it to someone who it didn't belong to when it didn't belong to them because they had freaking guns and the Palestinians who occupied the land at the time didn't. It's not history. It is not just because one group has a power fantasy. They were able to enforce it. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it good. No, that means that's the reality we work under. You have a blueprint to do it yourself. Theodore Herzl. You can't use that same blueprint unless you have that same level of power. Theodore Herzl, Herzl, Herzl is the founder of Zionism. He had the idea of a united Jewish nation. Great. He didn't bomb and, nobody on his own. That's how that shit was formed. It wasn't because they no, walked into the desert and was like, hey. Country first. It doesn't form as a country. It forms as an idea first. You it have forms have as a form of reparations. That as dirt was reparations for somebody else's mistakes. How's the reparations if somebody's there? Somebody's living there. Somebody coming into your front room and say, no, You are completely, you are room. trying to give values and ethics, an ethical framing to something where it, that doesn't belong. You can't personalize this. This was a, a decision by a bunch of nations looking to save their own I'm neck and move forward no, and no, forget no, no, what just no, happened. No, there's two things, two things. We first have the idea of a Jewish state. We right? No. I mean, it exists. This was it's Theodore Herzl, founder of modern day Zionism, uh-huh. has an idea of a Jewish state. He dies in 1904. He's dead before uh, Israel isn't created as a state until the 1945-1947. And it right? wouldn't have never been created as a state if those nations involved didn't need to wash their no, hands. No, it wouldn't have been a state if he didn't have the idea first. He has to have the Goodness. idea. It starts with the idea, dude. Then why were the Germans looking for some place to put them? That wasn't their idea. That wasn't Herschel's idea. That was convenient convergence of needs. That's what that was. Why do you think there were ghettos? 
Why do you think there were ghettos? Because they were looking for some place to put these people and not have to deal with them. It wasn't because they were like, oh, well, let's go do this. No, they were trying to exterminate them for a long time. The Jews wanted their own state. They they weren't forced or thrown away to Israel. They wanted Israel. No, they wanted to get the hell out of Dodge. They wanted Israel because they were like, well, at least if we're all in a group, maybe they can't round us up again. No, 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 no. They wanted Israel. They they wanted security. And in that, there was no security. They were being oppressed in 1996. They all, these were their own land. They're separatists. It's all right. Dude. It was not Kumbaya. You want to be separate. So they have that land at the behest of who? And under the protection of who? The U.S. and the U.K. And how did that come about? After World War II. I'm seeing a as pattern for here. For, as for reparations for what the Germans put them through. There you go. And then bully the Palestinians. Okay. So we are in agreement. I don't see where you're applying this morality. I don't see why you think that that is a replicable pattern without the assistance of those kinds of first world nations looking to make good. Somebody has to make a request. Man, the request has been written, signed, sealed, delivered, sung, etched in stone. It's not like it hasn't been received. It's been faxed, telephotoed. by folks like Theodore Herzl and folks who came before You go through a list of mofos more dignified than some Herschel mofo every week on this show. It has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with a misguided attempt to use those same guilt and pulling on heartstrings when you're appealing to people who are directly opposed to the idea. You can't replicate the same method when the opposition is already using that method. If no, your opponent you is using you that can. tactic, you why would you try to do the exact same human, thing and think human, they're not going to see it? Well, you, you, you don't, uh, all humans eat food, right? I don't know no human that don't eat food. All yes, but you food. don't leave your food supply open all, so your opponent all, can then poison your food is, supply. This, if, it, if it works for one group, it will work for another no, it right? won't, because yeah. I'm going to lock up my food supply and poison yours. You don't got to look at the wheel and say, oh, I got to fix something better. The wheel's already made. Just follow it. Okay? No, that's not true. You innovate the wheel all the time. We went from wood, wood covered in brass, to rubber, to now we have multi-directional 360-degree wheels that we put on rovers that we send to other planets. You constantly innovate. Still a wheel. It's still 360, uh, uh, well, 3.27, 22 divided by 7. Same thing. I say we we continue to look back to see where the mistakes were made and reform that bitch and use a new and improved spear because this is tiresome. We we sit back and we talk about a plan that is literally opposed by every body that we would have to send this plan through. Opposed to every, how do you, how do you know that if you haven't put the plan to yourself? Because the fact that you still have quote France making decisions on the on the African continent, because you still have a Libyan state that was bombed damn near back into the Stone Age and completely out of its advances. You military, you military. Just because you lose a few battles, don't mean you lose the war. Come on, brother. Dude. This is a multifaceted battle, and that's the problem. It's a multifaceted battle, and that is the problem. It's not being fought that way. That is my that is my consistent gripe every week. You're not supposed to know all the facets because you ain't on all the facets. You're just supposed to do what you're doing 
and just you know you hope it because when you if you're if you're in battle, you're on your ship. You don't know really know what the other ships are doing. You just hope they take care. That is so not true. You don't you know. Actually, you don't know. You do not. You have a mass battle. Yes, you do. You, do not you understand the goals. So I may not know exactly where an element is, but I know what that element's goals are and what it's going to do. Otherwise, I run the risk of literally blowing up my own people. One of the cool. strongest, one of the key goals of every military action is can it be a goal of the military, the Pentagon, is total spectrum dominance. That means I literally do know where every one of my troops is. That's where it means I know where even your troops are. That means I know where your missiles are so I can shoot them down out of the air. That is literally how modern war is conducted. That's not my fault. Because we've done blown up a whole lot of hospitals. Unless you did it on purpose. I'm not sure. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. They do blow up those buildings on purpose. We have GPS targeting. We have the maps from the air. I can look. Dude, we have sensors that can read your license plate from space. We blow up hospitals on purpose. Okay. Yes. Okay, it's cool. No, it's not cool, but it is a reality. But my point is, my point is, my point is, (laughs) that's, um, uh, you do your role, right? When you're when you're busy doing your role, you know that your other folks are supposed to be doing their role, but you don't know that. But you still do your job. And as if and if everyone is doing their role, and you have a little bit of luck, then you'll be successful. That's it. But you still got to do your role. Win, lose, or draw. How do you define success then? How do you define success? Um, define success. Success is just a journey. I, I don't think there actually is some end, like a, a finish line. Success means that you just, as long as you're trying your best at every moment, every possible, as long as you're still fighting, as long as you're still breathing, that's your best. That's your success. There's no, I, I don't ever want to confine success into some uh, two-dimensional two, uh, two uh, fallacy. You know, success is a, is a journey. We need road signs, though. Without without some kind of gauge, without some kind of degree of or measure, then you're just flailing. And that's now, what I see from the left and from our movements right now is flailing. You're looking for falsehood, right? In other words, there's some people who think that the North... No, I'm looking to collect heads. There are no, people who think no, that no, that's wonderful. wrong. I'm looking to collect heads because I want to put them on pikes to show our people that there's that victory. doesn't mean anything either. Yes, that it doesn't does. mean anything. That's not victory. That, oh, that, yes, that really doesn't mean anything. Some people Policy. believe that the North won the war. And they're spoken to the South never lost. That, yes, no because of a failure that, that we covered last week of actually ensuring victory and cementing it in the minds of the losers. <laughs> and that has you only been a that. problem in one place. You're right. Okay, you just said cementing it in the mind of the losers. That's where I said the idea starts in the mind first. The Israeli state started in the mind. If you can't, and it's very difficult. A person could be on their last. Nat Turner didn't lose. He was hung, found guilty, but he didn't lose. His spirit still exists. He's still Visualization is part of victory, but realization is where it's at. That is what we're lacking. That is what we need. And you need more than good words and fond memories to get us there. We need solid action in the now. 
And that is what has been lacking with all of our organizations. That is what's been lacking with legislation for years. That is why you can have a nation that can have a war that's been going on for 20 plus years, mostly fought and populated by the underprivileged, and still go through the convulsions of a fucking summer race riots and still have no real substantive change except for a handful, not even a handful, literally two fingers, two different states, one city and a state. Sorry, but didn't mean to oversell it. That's what I'm talking about. Serious, substantive, fucking victories. You just opened this segment talking about one dead dude who managed to inspire an entire pirate nation. I'm wanting substantive legislation. And I'm asking for too much? Fuck that. The legislation don't mean shit. I was talking to my students this morning yesterday about... Legislation means a lot when you actually back it up. And that is what we failed to do. Of 1963... Uh-huh. About gender pay equality, and we still talk about gender pay equality in twenty twenty one, nineteen sixty three. Equal pay because you have to make it fucking stick. You have to make it stick. So then the legislation don't mean shit if I got to do something else. Every bit of legislation. We covered this before. We covered this before. The mind is the most important thing. Legislation. The letter of the law is just an idea. You have to make it stick. These are things. The law is created by man, and it's enforced by man. You can write down anything, and, and that's why our constant struggle is getting the United States to live up to its actual constitution. You can't, you can't legislate or enforce morality. No, you can't, but you can legislate it, and but you, you then have to enforce, enforce it vigorously. Morality. You can't. If no, but you okay, can't enforce it. A law is only as good as it is enforced. I accept it. It's okay, even if it's on the book. And then it's constantly tested and whether or not it's enforced. You can write any law, but you have to be able to actually enforce it. You have to have a community and a country and a culture that stands no, behind that. That sounds like a police state, brother. It's not a police state. It's a moral. If you talk about enforcement, you talk about a police state. If you have, then, you have then any law is a police state. I'm not going to go down that crazy liberal path where it's like, oh, we're all going to live with no laws and no cops. That's bullshit. You have to change the hearts and minds. I'm of the belief, the reason why I believe in Pan-Africanism, that you change you hearts and minds through mind. action and example. You can't change hearts and minds and crackers who, don't, who, who, who never accepted you. Therefore, I do, I do believe in separation. It's not about asking for their or wanting their acceptance. You change the culture. And either they yeah, adapt or they die. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't spend no time trying to say no crack is mine. Crack don't like me, don't like me. It's cool. I don't. That, 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 that isn't the focus. That is not the focus. Whether that be in Africa, whether I be in Georgia, as long as you got your own. You change minds by changing the actual culture that people operate in. That sounds like you're trying to appeal to the hearts of crackers. I don't appeal to the hearts of crackers. No, I'm talking about founding a fucking culture and nation. That is not appealing to their to anybody who unless they're ready to get down and actually follow that ideology. That's what I'm talking about. Who, who, will, who will make up this nation, my brother? You're talking to them. You're talking you're surrounded by them. As I've said before, one of our biggest mistakes is not accepting and fully embracing the power that comes with being an actual black American. We are unique on the planet. You're not and yes, unique. We can't unite around that either. If you can't unite around the black identity, 
once you start talking about black America, define the black identity. Define the black huh? identity. Define the black identity. Cool. It's called and it's called struggling. It's called racism. It means you have to deal with the system. I do not define myself by someone else's hate. So no, I won't define no. black people by racism. Racism is not hate, brother. Racism is not hate. I will not. How are you going to be proud of yourself if you define yourself through the actions that other people have taken against you? Whether it's whether you want to define it as pure and simple hate, define or as a system, you that as the definition you act you operate. Revolution. The Haitian Revolution was founded believe he's better than us. He believe he wants us to, to praise this thing while we I'm pretty sure of the element of that slave revolution. I'm pretty sure. Um, um, damn near 100% certain they knew they were hated way before the actual revolution. What sparks a revolution and what will unite people to the point where they are willing to bloody their hands is the idea that they are together. The idea that you got my back, and when we're in this shit, you're going to slit that neck too. You don't build that. You do not build that just based on the fact of, well, they don't like us together. You need way more than that. I don't don't use the word like. I'm talking about oppression, a system of oppression. It's not about like or dislike. Human beings are, we have existed under that system for so long. And it is so pervasive that it cannot be used as the one thing that unites all these people because you're talking about trying to unite fish over a fear of water. They don't fucking know what water is. Okay. Um, now, were, were there a lot of protests after the murder of George Floyd? To what event? Yes we're covering, we're covering yes the same ground again. Yes did yes, there were protests. Was, was, there, was there protests after the, the murder of Mike Brown? Uh-huh. Yes, yes or no? Yes. Yeah. Was there, was there protests after the, the murder of Trayvon Martin? Mm-hmm. People came together and they, they for that moment, they, uh, and, and why were they protests? Because of a shared experience. Shared experience. You can bring people together what? under a plate. And what was the result of those marches? What was the result? What's the point of the marches? You talking about bringing people together? You show me one other group I'm of aggrieved people. Together. You show me one other nationality, one other group of globally aggrieved people that settle for a fucking there march, no other, that no settle for a picnic, that settle for a nice Sunday stroll, and think that is fighting. There Which, are no other group of people oppressed like this. What? So unique. You just said that being black American was unique. And I'm agreeing with you. That no, I funny. said being black American is unique because we are a yeah. unique people onto now, the planet. The I have, all the things I'm talking about were people who got killed because they were black American. Yes, unique. Do you think the experience and the history of being a black American has the same resonance when you speak to someone who is actually considers themselves Haitian? who considers himself European, who considers himself an Englishman, who considers himself a native of Ghana. No. That's why that approach will never freaking work. 
there's a Black Lives Matter movement in London. You are aware. I am aware, but I'm also aware that they have different goals. I'm also aware that each one of those Black Lives Matters chapters is a separate entity. So unless you're talking about them actually having any kind of goal, it's not going to amount to anything. You show me. I want to see one of those Black Lives Matters marches result in something. I want to see one of those Black Lives Matters marches culminate in at least a speech that is moving enough and focused like we used to have back in the civil rights movement. How many have you been to? Not that many, apparently, because so I haven't seen that. So how could you sit on your couch and tell me what they're producing? You can't. Shoot, I'm asking you, what are they producing? Again, show me. Tell me. I don't go to them neither. I am. I'm not looking at what they're producing. I know they do doing anything. I'm just focused okay. on what we do. I focus on what Great. I do. <laughs> Great. Great. Again, like I said, when that's you're, why I won't brother, rock with that. You worry about your shit. And you hope that the other ships are in their own, in the right position when it's time. No, you gotta that is not how you fight a battle. That is not how you fight a battle. Not if you hope to win. It's so seriously, you, so you, simply, you pilot, it's not how that's done. Can you pilot multiple ships at a time? No, but that's why you have a trained exactly. crew. That means, that means you got to depend on and, and, and understand and hope that the other person is doing what they're supposed to do and they ain't flashing. Yes, but it's according, but that is according to a coordinated battle plan with you're a defined goal. You're assuming that there's It's not just an assumption. No. No. So At that point, well. it is more... When you enter battle, when you do these things, when you do these things, it is more than a simple assumption. That That's what I'm trying to impart to you. If you are actually operating under that kind of pressure... It's got to be what you, what you more than just an assumption. Shit. What you eat don't make me shit. I can't control your hands. I can't control what you think. Right? And that is why you need okay. more uniting them. That is why you know, we need more. No, I, I got to make sure I'm doing my part. Because that motivation has to su- supersede those petty little surface things to make sure that That's that person is in position. I'm not calling that a petty little surface thing. A petty little surface thing. Four hundred years of oppression is a petty little surface thing. No, I'm calling the <laughs> I'm calling the surface attempts to unite a people around the globe uh, okay. surface petty things. You need okay. we need something a lot deeper. If you're looking for a quote unquote global, first of all, that, that reason why we talk about multiple people because there were multiple attempts, multiple people doing it. It wasn't just one person. I'm just recognizing one. And that's why we I don't focus on one person. Right? This is not the Garvey channel, right? So I love you know, we also talk about Jack Johnson. We also talk about the boys. We also talk about Booker T. We, we talk about Kwame Nkrumah. We talk about I mean we we we, we understand it's a global movement and there are many moving parts. And so we, we pay homage to all the moving parts. Right? I don't I don't I don't put all the onus on one person. That'd be that'd be idiotic. Yeah, if you're trying to build a nation you know how many moving parts in the nation? Like, you know how many moving parts in Queens right now? You know how many moving parts in, in Southeast Queens? There's a lot of moving parts. Ain't no and way they're all moving in opposite directions, hence the problem. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the functioning thing. That to, make any, to make the most minuscule thing happen takes an enormous amount of effort. An yes, but effort. it has to be coordinated effort, and that is what's lacking. There's and zero focus. Unless you are doing it, unless you have a problem with that, then you got to fix that. But I, you can't critique somebody else and say they ain't got a coordinated effort. 
because you ain't working with them, right? In other words, only if you cannot, if if I'm working with on that, I'm a member. I can tell you, I can't. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, so what are you supposed to do? So what's a person supposed to do? Do your thing. How many different organizations are you going to join? How many different groups are going to be working on these hundred different directions? Can't control the whole movement. If you think you kind of control, it's not about controlling an entire movement. It's about getting tangible results and no one group is going to be able to do that on their own that's true so if you have so if you have five different groups pulling in five different directions none of them are going to get jack shit no no that's false that's false you get it they they actually take over the world that you take over the world that's uh, that's that's completely false right you don't need you don't need you see if you get too centralized like that all you got to do is lop off the head. That means you have a snake, lop off the head, the whole thing falls apart. No, that's right? how you run actual guerrilla groups. You can no. have a centralized location, but you have cells. You, you work the cells work on, no, the cells work on a unified mission, but they use independent tactics focused on a similar goal. If that was that case, then, if that was the case, then the, the U.S. That is the case. That is how you run a. That is how you run a gorilla cell. They got no technology, and you. It's called compartmentalization. I don't need technology. You can literally run a group of people with pen and paper, but you got to be clandestine, and you have to have actual technique and discipline, and you have to have compartmentalization of your plan so it doesn't leak. Why hasn't the U.S. defeated Afghanistan? Because it's a money-making venture. We've been in there for 20 years because we want to be. Okay, okay, okay. All right, cool, cool. Okay, that's uh, that's the reason. It's literally a plan. You can look up one of my favorites, uh, Zygmunt Berdzinski. He laid out a big part of it. This goes back even way before him. This is about isolating Central and Western Asia, uh, Central and Eastern Asia, and keeping us as a power block. That's why one of my biggest gripes is the fact that we've dumped so much money into maintaining old Europe instead of building up America. I am am seriously, you guys don't understand what I say sometimes, I think, when I say that I'm a civic nationalist. Okay? It's about literally making us a stronger people. It's, It's... our plan has been backwards for so long and that's one of the reasons that black americans that we have so much of a struggle we are fighting against a a nation's plan that doesn't involve us in the same way so we're trying to keep course correcting when we should be trying to actually show a different way so who for all of us so it's black america's responsibility to pick them up Yes, and it has been. We've accepted hell this no. for the longest. Oh, hell no. <laughs> okay. Hell no. Guess what? You're already doing the job. You might as well get paid for it. I'm not going to help my master one iota. If he catches a cold, I hope he has the flu and die. <laughs> that's fine. At all. That's fine. You can do that, but then who's going to run the ship? Just because you well, killed the pilot, you're still on board the plane. Somebody's got to land it. Shit, nigga. If, 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 if. My people ain't getting it. Let the plane go down. Let You're it, on it. the plane. So it's called martyrdom. Nobody needs a martyr. I don't give a damn. I I don't give a damn. Martyrs <laughs> only matter to the people still alive, bro. Martyrs only matter to those still alive. Yep, and history is written by those who win. So guess what? It's way better to land that ship than to be a kamikaze. You gotta have a plan. 
And yes, I am deadly serious. We do need to take our place as the conscience of America, which we have been doing unpaid for so damn long. It's about time we take credit for it. Okay, let's yes, you are whether you want to admit it or not. Every time you get up in the morning and you struggle to make this a better place for black Americans, you are literally course correcting and trying to make America as a whole live up to its promise. That's our job. That's what we have been doing. Whether you want to admit to it or not, every time you get up, that's what you continue to do. So embrace your duty and do it. (laughs) That's that's collateral damage. (laughs) That's 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 a coincidence. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you know. You God know. works in mysterious ways. Where you, whether you want to call it a coincidence, a conspiracy, or a plan, the shit's going down. So you better get right. But uh, <laughs> we got to get off a little bit on that one because I also wanted to recognize and remember, uh, recognize and remember Jack Johnson, uh, the first black heavyweight. I mean, who, who. Well, and the segue was that you know they used to call it Jack Johnson because he was from Galveston, Texas, uh, the Galveston Giant, mm. and um, uh, he's like uh, the Muhammad Ali, mouthwise, before Muhammad Ali. Yeah, right? so Louis he probably got Ali. a little bit of his swagger from Jack. Exactly, I agree, and he probably has and uh, Joe Louis. The second black heavyweight and the person to hold the heavyweight title longest in boxing history. That's a promise. Maybe he had to sign a contract that he would be nothing like Jack Johnson. <laughs> be nice <laughs> and stay away from the ladies. Stay away from the white ladies. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> word. Word. <laughs> Jack Johnson was running around white women, beating white folk up, taunting them. <laughs> he said, nah, you can't. So when Joe Lewis knocked somebody out, he had to walk away calmly. <laughs> don't celebrate don't celebrate I mean like well, this is what I mean the domination you can't all these minute things at the time yes thought, thought nothing because they it. were trying to maintain an image it's literally 24-7 propaganda that's how propaganda Ooh. works it's like I said before you're trying to explain water to a fish that's good propaganda because a fish doesn't know what water is so it's never going to even understand your argument You've lost from the beginning, the moment you mentioned water. And that's what they were doing. That's why they had to maintain that ridiculous level of, oh, no, Negroes are so disempowered. And even if they managed to knock one out, please don't taunt them. That's all maintaining that imagery in the audience's head. Even though they just saw that dude get knocked out, it was done in a gentlemanly way. So he didn't completely lose. (laughs) And so um, because he's from Galveston, I thought it was interesting because uh, this yeah, next week we're going to be celebrating uh, Juneteenth, uh, which was mm-hmm. started in Galveston, Texas, right? There you <laughs> go. <laughs> uh, that, this might have been the, um, well, I mean, it might, I don't have research on this, mm. but yeah, so the idea of Juneteenth is that two years after the Emancipation Proclamation, yeah. uh, word hadn't gotten to folks in Galveston, Texas that slavery was over. Two mm. years! <laughs> you, you, you well, had, they had no incentive to actually spread the word. <laughs> you're, you're, you're talking about southern colonies at that point so they're like well i still run shit until they know better right okay and you had a federal government there wasn't no rush <laughs> to change this shit so words still traveled even in the middle of slavery you know what i mean you're on the plantation you heard about harry something mm-hmm. you never seen it but i mean word travels so 
I find, I find it interesting how word just, just didn't travel there, right? It's not word, that word. Not. I don't think that it was so much that word didn't travel. But how do you, again, how do you enforce it? If the United States, if Washington, D.C., Abraham Lincoln, it way the fuck on the other coast, okay, says, you're free. I'm a Negro in Texas. Until Abraham sends some troops out here to guard me or get me out of here, I am not functionally free. You, if you study anyone who's even remotely familiar with the law, you have uh, de facto and de rigueur, right? The law in practice and the law in the spirit, how it was yeah. written, how it's supposed to be enforced. Yeah. So you can have all the spirit in the world, but until you got that enforcement, you ain't got shit. And that's what we were talking about there. So you could have had a whole plantation full of mofos. About, yeah, you heard we're free, right? You ain't got no guns, Leroy. And you ain't free. Okay, so they yeah. probably, they, I'm sure some of them did know about it. But even then, under those circumstances, who are you going to tell? Well, I mean, again, uh, <laughs> I have no idea how it happened, but eventually word did get to them. And that's, you know, they had a, a celebration. And that's technically why we like to consider Juneteenth to be our July 4th, right? Because that's, that's when right. we got to America's best barbecue ever. <laughs> that's right. Pass the chicken and the burgers. And, um, and, uh, yeah, and Jack Johnson, uh, so this is a 1965, so this Jack Johnson is born 12 years later. Well, no, eight, no, 18 years later, sorry. Mm -hmm. 18 years later. I'm asking, 1870, 1878. Yeah, 13 years later, Jack Johnson is born. So, you know, that means his parents, more than likely, were part of that celebration, that, that, that celebration, sure. that original. Juneteenth celebration. I'm not sure, right? I don't have proof of this. It's you look at your point. average lifetime. Look at your average human lifetime right now, where we're at. Yeah, <clears throat> we're just like one or two generations now removed from you know, a few years ago, like twenty years ago, let's say, it wouldn't have been hard to find somebody who was alive back then. So the idea, a lot of people, you do hear when you bring up these kinds of topics. Oh, but it was so long ago. Eh, not, not really. <laughs> no, not really. You know, Jim Crow wasn't that long ago. And we still it. had, like, living people who yeah, or did experience actual segregation and slavery, like the hardcore shit, who were alive not that long ago. So, you know, yeah, they're dying out. But that's like saying, oh, we can't remember D-Day anymore because all them vets are dead. <laughs> nah, man. You know every year the History Channel is still going to play some shit. Yeah. So, stop. <laughs> okay. We had that system you know, from... Uh, Oklahoma testified down in D.C. last week at 107 years old. She was well, that's why it's also. important that we get these kinds of testimonials. Again, okay, so like your example from earlier with Israel, part of the powerful propaganda punch that they use across the planet is their story of what happened. And not even just of like historically all that's happened to them. We're talking about in recent history with the Holocaust, okay? And they have parlayed that into a global education message that they that is like what Israel spends on. We buy their weapons and they buy them back. We sell them our weapons and they buy them back from us. But their actual military power is soft power. That's why globally, if you say the wrong thing, shit gets shut down. You got mofos in Japan who are afraid to say something bad about Israel because their newspaper might get in trouble. 
That's power. So, Rob, this is, this is the idea. The reason why That's the how you get a country that don't even belong there. Not sitting here begging some politician for some reparations. This is why the idea is important because uh, it starts with one idea and then that idea starts to grow. The that idea is important, but you know what's real good? Having a group mm-hmm. like APAC who will buy a bunch of politicians. But that's that's effectiveness. Israel is an idea first. Man, Mofo's got the idea here too. Where's our APAC? No, NAACP needs to get off their ass. But I don't think you have the idea yet. We the don't have the like, man. Did you not point. hear me bitching and moaning earlier when I said I'm a civic nationalist and I want to raise a powerful people upon this planet? <laughs> For my point, the, I, the hell did the you idea, think I was talking about? I'm saying the idea hasn't to the point where being it, even if I don't agree with a pact, I need to talk to the same people Herzog did because we need Bernie, we need to get Bernie, going. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, criticized Bernie. Israel and about Palestine. He does. However, he still benefits from the Jewish... <laughs> from being a Jew. He because that's from. not real... Define criticism. Well, uh... You got a friend who's a crackhead and you're going to talk about, you know, you really need to clean your bag. That's not real criticism. Okay? No. If you really want to critique your friend and make them better who happens to have a crack addiction, you're going to tell them you need to stop smoking a rock. You're not going to worry about what their bedroom looks like. So that's, we need to be real. If we're going to really talk about real subjects, then we need to critique them real in a realistic way. Then similar to like, suppose I'm a white person in America. I don't have to be a member of the Ku Klux Klan or the White Citizens Committee to benefit from their existence. No, you benefit more actually if you don't rep. Exactly. Them. That's our point. So therefore, you know, once you have the idea proliferated to the point where now you see benefits, of being black now then you can start doing those kind of things but the now way you, you have people. but you make that benefit on your own we we have done that successfully i'd argue I don't too I don't I, I, it's, it's if we had not it. done that successfully jazz yep. would not be the american form of music a platform around the planet now, we if we had not done that successfully we would not dominate if we had not done that successfully we would not dominate in every american western sport Including yeah, soccer. If we had not done that successfully, white folks control all that stuff. They own those sports. They own those sports outlets. They own those music, you know, companies. But we still set the tone. It's on. Folks said, "Ain't no such thing as a nigger president." They couldn't even fathom it. That means the idea is not doesn't exist. You don't see yourself as superior. It doesn't exist yeah. for some knucklehead in the in that situation but that's again you know, but you, if can't you don't limit have the idea of zionism means that being jewish means you don't limit yourself to anything you anything your wildest dreams you can make come true mm-hmm. and so once you start doing that for i would call africanism now then you'll see an embrace of it because the wildest dreams you can make it come true You'll see Zionism, but there's a different goal at the heart of each of those movements. Zionism seeks to bring a group, a disparate group of religious believers. Okay, so you can have someone from no Azerbaijan, whatever. Look, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Oh, the Jewish race. Whatever. I identify as an attack helicopter. Watch me go. <laughs> Don't make it true. All right. Okay. So next step. This idea. Does make it what? real, man. <laughs> All right, the, the tooth fairy is an idea too. Stop. 
playing into that bullshit is what gives it power. With unless someone is truly willing to critique the things that face us, we will. You have to take that power away. You yeah. can't seek to use that kind of a weapon against somebody, but still be in fear of it. You can't use a sword if you're scared of it. No, no, no. What you can do is you can talk up the sword like it's the biggest, baddest thing, then go beat it, and then look at everybody and say, "Look, I told I told you this sword is the biggest, baddest thing, and I beat it." You can do that. Look, so I Zionism focuses on reuniting a bunch of religious believers across the globe on a focus point of dirt on the map. Pan-Africanism does not do that. So that right there is a complete why, disconnect. I, I, why, do you say that? why do you say that? Why do you say that? Where are you trying to reconquer? Where is, where is Pan-Africanism trying to reconquer? Are, are we going to focus on South Africa? We're we going to kick out all the Afrikaners? Is that the plan? They, they did that. Yes, they did that. Yes. They, the Pan-Africanist Congress did want to remove all the white folks in South Africa. Yes. Okay. Yes. So if you're, if you're talking about doing that, if you're talking about doing that and replicating the land grab situation Robert Mugabe did the same thing in Zimbabwe yes he did that, that's a focused goal that's different <laughs> alright alright so it's happening that's a, an example of using like the Zionist model anything outside of that if you're just talking about you know a group over here and a group over there that's why I said the internationalist model of pan-Africanism isn't going to work because the different black groups of different black people all over the planet have different black issues Okay, but so here's, here's the idea. Um, you know what it's like? A, it's, it's, a, it's a macrocosm of the failure we see here in the United States with trying to define black political issues. Every time we leave it up to the opposition, what's a black issue? Every time there's a debate, if you say, well, we're just going to talk about black issues. They're talking about crime, drug abuse, bad schools, and fucking building more prisons. You're right. Okay. I, I, so we need I'm to thinking. redefine those issues. If and Jewish people from around the globe can speak all these different languages and have all these different interests, but they can distill it down to the fact that, hey, APAC says we're going to vote like this, that's the kind of moves you need to be able to make if you're going to talk about having a global pan-Africanist movement. Otherwise, we are spinning our wheels. So uh, the, the global pan-Africanist movement... Um, uh, so it does do that, but uh, there's a there's a there's a uh, which is there's a guy. Uh, he, he's a Harvard law professor who writes um, who writes fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, geez. Oh, we almost out of time. Jesus! Ah! <laughs> ah! Damn you! Damn good. You job. got me riled up on my nationalist soapbox. <laughs> see what happened. Damn it! Uh, uh, there's a is a Harvard law professor mm-hmm. who writes nonfiction, and he wrote. Uh, one of his short stories is called uh, Afrolantica, I believe. Afro, is that like Atlantis, but yeah, resort? So what about what it's <laughs> about is this uh, an a, a, a country bubbles up and comes out of the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, well, he's and retelling you know, folk, Atlantis. When white folk go there, they can't they can't exist. They go there, they can't breathe. They can't, so they got to leave. Right. Only people who Five on this island are black. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this becomes like the black utopia. Like, because this is our land. We're the only people who can literally live. This motherfucker this. ripped off Wakanda? Well, this might, I'm not sure. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a short story. But he ripped off Wakanda. He ripped, oh, off, he ripped off Wakanda and Plato? What the fuck, man? Well, I'm not sure about that. So the point is. Who that, made up uh, Atlantis? 
the parable of Atlantis. That's see, that's what I'm saying. Quit, you can't be mad at ancient dead white folks and still be ripping off their stories. Some blacks wanted to go back. Some blacks didn't. However, the blacks that didn't want to go back, they were happy that a place existed that they could if they wanted to. Yes. So the existence of the of going back to this place, so it's repatriation back to this place, not repatriation, or repatriation, I guess, yeah. back to this place. Um, and even if you didn't actually agree, right? So you can mm-hmm. be a Pan-Africanist and not want to go to Africa. But it's not about wanting to go to Africa because there's plenty of Jewish people here in America who don't want to have anything to do with Israel as far as living no, no, there, no, but no, they no, still no, advocate no, for it. They still exactly, raise money for it. Exactly. So no one ha- you're not saying that everyone has to go back. But raise money and do all this shit for that benefits them here too. The American active like that on behalf of Israel also politically here. They're able to Canceling every aspect of American politics. So having a lobbying group like that, like APEC, is vital if you're going to have these kinds of discussions of it all in our American system. It does it trans it transcends just the ethnicity and race issues in America. We're talking about raw political power. And that's what's lacking. You can have any kind of goals you want. Look at the Asian American community. Look at the uh, Asian American Pacific Islander community and how fast they're united. They're not united. They're not united, but they know how to move as a unit, and they know how to exercise political power. Chinese and Chinese don't get along. Chinese and Japanese don't get along. Chinese and Koreans don't get along. They get along where it counts. Look at look at little Korea in uh, Manhattan. Look at look at look at Main Street. Look at Flushing Main Street and how it has eclipsed all of its neighboring neighborhoods and grown in power, political power and economic power. That's how you actually move. And though, and flushing is made up of all those desperate groups, but, but they, they know when to come they, together. They're not, they're not singing Kumbaya and they're not together. I don't give a shit what they sing it, but they got the right. right harmony and that's, what's getting no, them forward. That's, that's, that's all it is. They live together, but they're not. It's unified. not. No, 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 no. That is not just living together. That is having a representative like Grace Ming, who may be a junior rep, but she reps for their interests, and their interests are aligned. That's why you can have a smaller racial group like the Asians and the like the Pacific groups get together, have powerful lobbying groups, and get national legislation passed, get nationally recognized on calendars and holidays and in the media where you do change minds. All right, these are new lobbying groups. They're not even as powerful as a group like APAC. And here we are, depending on a lobbying group like the NAACP, who is apparently too busy white, to get anything group, done. Though. That's not a black group. That, Whatever. Not, black, black, mulatto, black, coffee with cream. If that's the case, then we need to update or get a new group because this shit is whack. We need serious legislative representation. We need people who are willing to shake the tree and break somebody else's branch so we can get something too. Because every group in America competes politically and economically. <laughs> and unless you're willing to fight along those same lines, and it's not even a violent fight per se, okay, but it is a definitely a combat and it is definitely happening. And has been happening since the beginning. That's how our politics are structured. They're structured along these racial and economic lines to make sure the population fights. It's 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 not a bug. It's it's a feature, not a bug. 
But brothers and sisters, that's been our show. <laughs> I hope you hauled off for the ride. It was a long one. <laughs> but uh, we're coming to a close. Brother Rob. See what happens when I don't take my pain meds? God dang it. <laughs> you have anything to close out with the brothers and sisters out there? Uh, get together. Focus. And fight your own battle. Like, no organizer can go into an area and tell them what they need to get done and you know move the movement forward or whatever. We should find out what each area needs and we can work on our own things and meet in the middle. So uh, uh, th- that's my brother, Robert. I'm going to call him F. William. Cindy uh, <laughs> Ashby uh, on, on the board. And I'm Oz Bryan. I'm going to leave y'all with a quote from uh, Medgar Evans, uh, who we lost this week and uh, we always want to remember. Uh, you can kill a man, but you can't kill an idea. Until next time, brothers and sisters, Askins and Askinettes, and those of you in Askin adjacent. This is on the Wake Up Radio. This is the appeal. Peace. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial, and I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in fed book jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check is actually the lie? Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or post and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Eurema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Yurima Karama app. Tap into the truth because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message. Look it up. Flawed individual. Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane. Cindy Ashby Production. On the wake up.